When we are born again by the Spirit of God revealing truth to us and our agreeing with that truth of the Word and believing the Word, we are sealed with the Spirit of God at that time, according to Ephesians chapter 1. Some of us are baptized in water before we are born again. I, I was. My aunt was a Church of Christ member, and I would go to Church of Christ with her when I was a child, when we were in the same city visiting her. At some point in time, I went forward, I think I was about 15, and was baptized in water. I did not want to go to hell, but I did not have the Spirit of God. Nothing changed in my life. When I was approximately 38 years old, at the time I owned a business in Dallas, American Indian Arts, the Holy Spirit spoke to me one night and said, Joan, you know these mistakes you've been making all these years? Those weren't mistakes, those were sins. And I said, oh, sins? I had no idea they were sins. I thought they were mistakes. I'm sure I was born again that night and given the Spirit of God, sealed with the Holy Spirit. A few weeks after this happened to me, I had gone on a buying trip to Albuquerque, New Mexico. My cousin picked me up at the plane, a Church of Christ member, and I said to her, Oh, well, as the plane was landing, I heard, be baptized. I said to her, Jean, if you can set it up at church, I will be baptized this afternoon before I return to Dallas. She said, but you've already been baptized. I said, yes, but I didn't have the Holy Spirit. I wasn't born again until now. She didn't understand what I was saying, I don't think this un cousin understood being born again. But she set it up, and that afternoon I went to be baptized at the Church of Christ. About 15 of my relatives came to that baptism service. The young minister said to me, would you like to say anything? And I was very shocked because I know they don't let women speak in the church at the Church of Christ. Somehow he must not have thought this was the church. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense because it was the gathering of the church. And I said to him, well, I, I guess so. And I just started telling what had happened to me, how the Holy Spirit spoke to me and I was born again. I noticed one of my cousins in the audience had a big smile on her face and she was shaking her head up and down like, yes, yes, that's right. My uncle was crying. When the minister took me to the area to baptize me, as he lowered me into the water, the Holy Spirit said to me, this is like being buried with Christ. As I came out of the water, the Holy Spirit said to me, This is like 
being raised with Christ. That's exactly what Romans chapter 6 teaches. We'll look at Romans 6 in just a moment. I went back down to the assembly area after I had dressed. My uncle came to me with tears in his eyes still saying, I have never heard anyone speak the things that you've said today. He said, can you write that out for me and send it to me? I said, well, yeah, I guess so. So when I got back to Dallas, I did that. Looking back on it, I think he was born again at the time I spoke to them that day. Concerning being buried with Christ and raised with Christ. As I was lowered into the water, the Holy Spirit said, This is like being buried with Christ. It's like you're dead. You're dead to your old way of life. Being raised with Christ is you are going to serve God now instead of serving your own flesh. You are now going to serve God. Of course, we see that same thing in Romans chapter 6. Paul says, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death? It's like we are dead with him. Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. We are new creatures now. We are resurrected from the dead as Jesus was resurrected from the dead. For if, if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. For he that is dead is freed from sin. Now, if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ, being raised from the dead, dieth no more. Death hath no more domination over him. For in that he died, he died once, he died unto sin once. But in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Likewise reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. 
Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body. Don't let it control you. You control it now. He says, let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body that ye should obey it in the lust thereof. Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourself unto God as those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. Yield yourself unto God. You are tempted. Yield yourself unto God. God, help me. Please help me with this. You might be tempted to tell somebody off. Please don't let me say that. That thing that I want to say to them, please don't let me say that. I have prayed this so many times, and never once has God failed me. Every time I have prayed this, God has put a binder on my mouth and I came away from the person and I realized I did not say that to them. God stopped me. Or if you are tempted to do something that you know is a sin, please God don't let me do this. When you don't want to sin, I know God will stop you. If you want to sin, he might let you do it, but If you don't want to sin, I know God will stop you. He makes a way of escape for you. Verse 14, For sin shall not have dominion over you. For ye are not under the law, but under grace. What then? Shall we sin because we are not under the law, but under grace? God forbid. Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourself Servant to obey, his servants ye are to whom ye obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. But God be thanked that ye were the servants of sin, but ye have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you. Being then made free from sin, ye became the servants of righteousness. Paul says, I speak after the manner of men because of the infirmity of your flesh. For as ye have yielded your members' servants to uncleanness and to iniquity unto iniquity, even so now yield your members' servants to righteousness unto holiness. For when ye were the servants of sin, ye were free from righteousness. What fruit had ye then in those things whereof ye are now ashamed? Aren't we ashamed of what we did before we were born again? I certainly am. For the end of those things is death. And we can be so grateful to God because he removed us from the lust of this world. He removed us from the things we once did and that we once followed after. But now being made free from sin and become servants to God, ye have your fruit unto holiness and the end 
everlasting life. For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Truly the wages of sin are death. If you want to follow after those sins of the past, you're going to be a goner. Surely you don't want to do that. I know after I was born again, I certainly didn't want to do the sins of the past. And never since that time in 1975 when I was born again, I can tell you that never since that time did I want to do the sins of the past. Now along the way during these years, I have learned that other things are to be avoided. And when I learned that, I could avoid them. You can't avoid some of the things until you know it's a sin. It's sort of like if you're driving down the highway and the speed limit's 45 and you're going 60 miles an hour, you do not know, until you know that you're speeding, you don't know you're doing wrong by the law. Well, this is the way it is. The law shows us when we are sinning. There is no place in the Bible in the New Testament or Old Testament that I know of where adultery was approved. There's no place where fornication was approved. There was no place where drunkenness was approved. Paul told Timothy, take a little wine for your stomach's sake, a little wine. Paul said, be not drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. So there's a difference between drinking a little wine and becoming drunk with wine. One is approved and the other is not. But these sins of the flesh, wanting to outdo one another, wanting to excel over the other person, wanting to put the other person down, that is a sin of the flesh. Can you imagine Jesus or Paul wanting to outdo somebody? Philippians chapter 2. Let's look at that a minute concerning Jesus. Starting at verse 3, the Apostle Paul says, Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory. But in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Several years ago, a man, I was talking to a man, and I mentioned my contractor's children and how sorry I felt for them. This man said to me, Why are you talking about his children? I don't care anything about his children. This man said he was a Christian. And here he says, I don't care about his children. He was doing exactly opposite to this verse 4. Where Paul says, Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. So many people 
seem to only care about themselves and their own families. But I think when we are really of God, we do care about others. And that we express a concern about other people. Paul said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. What that means is, Jesus did not have to be God in the sight of everyone around him. He didn't come saying, I'm God, look at me. That's what that verse means. Even though he was God, he was in the form of God. But he didn't have to try to be equal to God the Father. But made himself of no reputation. I know before I was born again, I certainly wanted to make myself of reputation. We wanted to be the best, didn't we? Didn't we want to be exalted in the eyes of other men? Didn't we do things to get attention one way or another? Jesus made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. There was no more despicable way to die than on a cross. It was even said, Cursed is he who hangs on a tree. It was a cursed way to die. Jesus followed God even to death on a cross. And Jesus cared so much about the scriptures that he died in order to see the scriptures fulfilled. For there were scriptures that prophesied that he would die for the sins of other people. When he and Peter were confronted by the men who were going to take Jesus captive, Peter pulled out his sword and cut off the ear of the servant of the high priest. And Jesus told him, he said, put up your sword. And Jesus healed the ear of the high priest. He said, don't you know I can call on God and he will send me 12 legions of angels? He, wouldn't, he didn't have to go to a cross. He could have stopped it. But Jesus said, but if I stop this, how will the scriptures be fulfilled? He loved the scriptures enough to die for them. I feel like we should too. We are buried with Christ as we are born again, and especially as we're baptized, it's symbolic. Baptism does not save us. God saves us by His Spirit. Baptism is simply an identification with Christ. When you go down into the water, it's identification with as being buried with Christ. When you come out of the water, it's being identification with being raised in Christ to make you identify with that. 
after we are born again, we're new creatures. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. 2 Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. We don't, we aren't completely changed in every moment of our life in the sense we learn as we go through this life. We learn other things that we enter into God with. We enter in to God by doing the scriptures. And we are recreated by God by doing the scriptures. But it is true that we are changed. We are changed into new creatures. For now we don't want to sin. That old man is dead. Is what this means. Old things are passed away. All things are become new. Now we can serve God instead of serving our flesh. It takes a little while sometimes to enter into different scriptures and be recreated by Christ and none of us ever arrive at the point where we don't change. For we are always being recreated into the image of Christ by doing scripture. But now we have a power over sin that we don't have to follow the flesh. I think for certainly a young Christian and certainly even even if you've been a Christian 40 or 50 years, when you're tempted to do something, I think you should cry out to God and get help. For if we say, please don't let me say that, then God will stop us. Or please don't let me do that. God will stop us when we want to be stopped. And that's what I really do recommend on every temptation. But we do have a power over our flesh now through God. That we don't have to be ruled anymore by our own flesh. I can give you one example of that. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 29. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 29 I had been thinking on this verse of scripture for several days. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. Let no corrupt communication come out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, if I say that, will it edify the other person? Will it build them in the ways of God? Or will it cause them to have faith in God? Will it cause them to think on God? I'd been thinking about that for several days. I went to visit two of my neighbors. 
and this was during the time of the presidential elections in the United States, I sat down and I wanted to say, and what do you think about the election? If I speak that, is it going to cause edification and grace to come from the hearers? If I speak that, is it going to make them turn to God and think on God and build them in ways of God? Or is it going to cause trouble? Is it going to open doors for devils to speak? It's very obvious which it's going to do. It's going to bring no good thing if you ask your neighbors that question. But how much I wanted to ask it. I can't believe how powerful the flesh was in that instance. I sat there for maybe 15 minutes and fought my own flesh by begging God, don't let me say this. Finally, I just got up and went home. I never did ask that question, but I saw the power of the flesh to get you to do the wrong thing. But God's power is greater. It's recognizing that if I say this, it could hurt that person. It could bring forth evil. That's what we do with Scripture. We think on that Scripture and it becomes stronger and stronger in us and finally, in points of need, that scripture rises up and it gives us the power to overcome the devil who would like to rise up through us. The scripture gives us the power over the devil so that we don't actually have to do the thing. First, in 1 Corinthians 10 verse 13 there is no temptation taken you except that which is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that which ye are able, but will, with the temptation, make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it. I have written out all of these scriptures for you. If you will go to our blog, Jesus Ministries Exhortations, on the right-hand side of the home page, you'll see Podcast. Tap on that. Tap on the recording, Buried with Christ, Raised with Christ. You will find every one of these scriptures printed out for you, so you can think on them. Once again, the name of our blog is Jesus Ministries Exhortations. Thank you for allowing me to speak with you today.